Hello and welcome back to the latest Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Many businesses are happy every year to raise the rainbow flag during Pride, but the LGBTQ plus community needs to know that they will be accepted 365 days a year. We talked to Liam Redmond and Eve Curtin from Certified Proud and Ashling Mahan from Huckletree about building a more progressive and inclusive workplace. Recently, Huckletree and Certified Proud announced a partnership uh, that will help workspaces in London, Manchester and Dublin become more inclusive to LGBTQ plus people uh, working in those offices. Um, Certified Proud's goal is to create a collective of safe spaces so that members of the community can live a life free from discrimination and unease. Uh, what resonated with me about this announcement was the point that was made that many businesses are happy to raise a rainbow flag during Pride, but the LGBTQ plus community needs to know that they will be accepted 365 days a year. So I'm joined today by Liam Redmond and Eve Curtin from Certified Proud and Ashing Mann from Huckletree. Welcome, guys. Um, Hi, how are you? Good, good to have you. Good to have you on. Um, I suppose, Liam, um, I'd like to start with you about how, how uh, Certified Proud came into existence and your own story about that. Sure, yeah. So in 2014, I had just uh, graduated from college and moved to Dublin. I was big and or living my uh, big boy life when I got a text and it was from a previous partner and he said that he was HIV positive and that I needed to get, get checked and find out my status. So that's exactly what I did. Um, I booked um, an appointment with a GP. I'd never been to that GP before because I was living in a new area in Dublin. And I went and made the appointment and went for the test. And when I went into the doctor's surgery, um, I told him the reason why I was there. And he threw me out because I would have potentially contracted HIV from another man. So that's really kind of the base point for how Certified Proud began. I knew at the time that it wasn't right, but my priority at that point was to get the test and find out my status and everything like that. And then we moved into 2015 and it was about marriage equality and it definitely felt like there was a shift um, in terms of LGBTQ plus acceptance, which was great. And then I kept on going my life, but as you live your life as a gay man and as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, you begin to see that things aren't necessarily as they are presented in the media. I'm sure, yeah, 100%, we are the first country in the world to legalize same-sex marriage by popular vote, popular vote, but acts of discrimination against the community happen every single day, and they can be verbal, physical, and they take shapes in many ways and forms. So it was kind of living my life, living through that and kind of with the glow of the marriage referendum shining off. Uh, my partner and I were trying to book a trip down the wild Atlantic way. And the only place we could get was um, in Dingle was a B&B ran by an older woman and it had religious paraphernalia all in the pictures. And I was terrified that if we showed up as a gay couple, we would be thrown out or given a twin room or not afforded the same respect and rights as any other customers. Um, and I 100% accept that that's as much as my prejudice as <laughs> coming into that. But that's kind of the worries and fears that we carry uh, living in 2021 as members of the LGBTQ community and that was really the motivation behind Certified Proud. And, and tell me how Certified Proud works and if a business chose to work with Certified Proud, what does that mean for that business? That is a really proactive step 
in saying that we are an ally of the LGBTQ plus community and we don't tolerate any acts of homophobia, transphobia, biphobia, or just general general negative bias against the LGBTQ plus community. And that's in itself in just joining the network is a really powerful thing to do. It's no longer not, not enough to be unhomophobic you have to be anti-homophobic so you need to be proactive we need to live in a society where homophobia biphobia transphobia all those actual hatred don't exist um and the only way we can do that is if we all work together and it's not just about the gay man struggle the trans person struggle we need to come together everyone has a responsibility in doing that and that's by what joining certified powder means for the business and, and that's the thing because when i think about the workplace uh, I, I think you're speaking to a very basic human need as well because if you don't work you don't eat right you don't have the lifestyle you don't pay for the house you want to live in or the place you want to rent or, or buy or whatever so the fact that this is still a problem in a place that fuels our lives is is, is alarming and I suppose Ashling, I'd like to ask you about because because you represent uh, sorry you represent a, a company that is uh, home to many different sizes of companies when they, they, they use your offices in Manchester or London or Dublin and these could be startups right up to SMEs to outposts of global multinationals that are maybe coming to Dublin for the first time or coming to Manchester or London for the first time. Tell us about how important it was to, to have Certified Proud on board and, and, and how has it been received by the community of companies? It's incredibly important for us and I have to say so our partnership began earlier this year and even in the space of a couple of months we've already learned so much and, and made significant changes uh, to how we operate. So in Dublin alone, we have 56 different companies working from within the academy building on Pierce Street. So as you said, there are lots of different people, lots of different values and opinions um, and, and cultures as well. So I suppose we, how we kind of see our role is that we want anyone who, who works from Huckle Tree to come in and feel comfortable and be able to behave and carry themselves without having to kind of shield elements of their personality or um, we just want everyone to be able to bring their full selves to work and for it to be a really safe and inclusive place uh, to work from. So we came across Certified Pride at the end of last year um, when we were doing work on diversity and inclusion and we really wanted to bring people in as members that worked in, in this industry and partner with them and take action. So as Liam said, and as you said, it's not just about kind of speaking out and saying we value diversity. It's about putting putting things in place that, that show that you really, really do um, feel passionate about and you're making change so it's not just about pride washing you know it's, it's not just once a year June you know up the rainbow flags it's about really looking at the policies that you have it's about looking at the different behaviors of people within the workspace and feeling comfortable about calling out um calling out things that that just don't sit well or that aren't supporting everyone mm. so it's incredibly important for us and, and as part of the partnership what I, I sit what I really love about Certified Pride is that it is actionable. So each of our spaces, uh, we have six spaces now, one in Dublin and four in London and one in Manchester, are going through an audit. So where um, even Liam are having a tour of the space and, and looking at all the different elements of the building and giving proactive feedback on, on how we can change it. So, for instance, one of the forms of feedback, and it's something that Liam just said there, is that it's not, it's not enough just to be 
um, un homophobic if that's a word Liam uh, you have to be anti-homophobic so mm. you really need to kind of own your voice in the area and make your policies visible so for instance something we've done that's very practical is that now we include elements of our anti-discrimination policy in our membership agreement and contracts so that from the beginning it's very clear what we stand for and that also gives us if, if we do see um, discriminatory behaviour in the work space we are now able to go up and kind of call that out and, and explain to someone look you know that's not going to be tolerated here mm. um so it's really really actionable and that's what's important for us that we're not just kind of coming up with a new campaign and and there's no substance beneath it and, and eve i'd like to ask you about that because uh, pride washing is, is, is it's a new term i hadn't heard that one before but that's uh it really lends itself to the, the the way like a lot of companies almost at times you think when that time of year comes around again and it's almost like it's uh, you, I, the term I hate is and I, I, I probably think a lot about some companies do it is virtue signaling a lot and it's almost like this cosy way of marketing themselves because they want the best and brightest to work for them and then suddenly it's forgotten about until the next year and the, the thing you know the, 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 the period comes up again and they decide right let's let's do a big thing in it now I have to say that's probably a disservice to a lot of companies who probably do take it very seriously too and um, you know inclusion speak of policies are, are, are very very important but how do you how do you ensure that companies that want to sign up to 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 you guys to to be audited I suppose auditing is the process but how do you ensure that it isn't just a marketing exercise that they're not just going to say look we've got this on our we've got certified proud on our website and we're a lovely uh, company to come and work for because yeah there's still a war on talent regardless of a COVID crisis yeah absolutely and I, I know what while it is seen as a negative and the kind of the rainbow washing, but visibility is actually one of um, our core principles with Certified Proud. So while it is a bit of a slippery slope sometimes, it is actually very critical that there is visibility. But we don't want to bash people just for that week of June, but we also need to remind them of the importance that people are dealing with these issues of discrimination throughout the year, like literally 365 days. So we want there to be a strong element of accountability. So while visibility is amazing, we need to celebrate that. You need to have that visibility throughout the year. And we have created, it's a, a three-pronged process to ensure that this takes place throughout the year and, and not just for that, that, that month of pride. So we have the audit process that you spoke about. So initially when we sit down, just like we did with Huckle Tree, we set some goals and some kind of key, key performance indicators for, throughout the year um, that we will work towards. So that can include training, it can include policy review, facilities reviews um, and also we have um, checkpoints throughout the year as well just to ensure that people are keep keeping those goals on track um, so it is it's it is super important for us that we can keep those lines of communication open um, to ensure that we are working heavily towards it throughout the year. And how does the typical audit process work in this regard what do you look for uh, what kind of work do companies have to do and, and also I suppose I'd like to throw it in there as well that I think in a preamble conversation we had before I mentioned organisations are very porous like you have you can have the you top-down leadership and they want the best and they want th people to think they're right but then you could have an employee who might come in with their own biases or whatever and and you know how do you ensure that you know someone isn't cut up by a throwaway remark that can easily happen in the workplace it may not maybe meant or may not be meant or you know or the person saying it might have thought there's any harm in it but there is harm in it so how do you how do you first of all go about the audit process but then also what happens then after that to ensure that you know as I said organizations are porous you know attitudes opinions can come from anywhere how do, how do you ensure that they they keep on the on the right track with this 
Yeah, I think it's, it's being quite clear with people as soon as you onboard them as staff members. So a lot of companies will have anti-discrimination policies within the contracts that people sign when, when they get a new role. But if you need to be quite clear from the outset that within that section of we do, do not tolerate any form of discrimination, you need to actually name whether it's homophobic, biphobic or transphobic bullying. So you know from the outset that this is not going to be tolerated. And while it's just a small line, it's a really, it's a super important one that as soon as you begin this role, it's not going to be accepted. So you have been made aware of it from day one. So if you are to make these flipping comments, you can't be surprised if you're pulled up on it. Um, mm. So that's it. That's definitely... And I'd, I'd argue that could be true about social media too, because like, you could see somebody might be very nice in the workplace but then suddenly at the weekend they could be saying all kinds of really horrible things on Twitter or Facebook or whatever or sharing something and saying what's the harm in sharing that you know it could lead to all kinds of uh, hard feelings in um as part of our program we have a complaints process on our website so if somebody is a member of Certified Proud and they're not really I think that their company is doing what they should be doing or they're not abiding by it and achieving the goals the staff member or indeed a customer has the right to contact us through the website and, and Liam Liam has, has set up that process that allows people to actually say look my company have said they're certified proud but they're not really living the principles and then we have a process in place that will follow through with that because we want to ensure like we're we're very aware that we're probably going to be speaking to decision makers but we want to ensure that the people that are reaping the benefits or maybe that they're going through kind of the processes of feeling discrimination that they actually have a voice too so we, t- we try and amplify that as much as possible uh, and Liam I'd like to ask you about the overall vision for for Certified Proud like where would you like to see it go to in terms of its uh, spread and you know I mean not just in Ireland but internationally but also I mean alluding to what I said earlier about you know companies often want to have a like a tick a box ticking exercise that they've oh we've got this on our website have you had any companies that you've had to turn away because that was that was the case because they've they've wanted it on their website yes yeah, so well firstly we're aiming for world domination so um <laughs> you you will definitely be hearing about certified proud in years to come and we're going to be here for unfortunately for a long time because ideally we shouldn't exist um but we do and i think definitely we want in ireland we want to be as big brand as like board be you know so when you're buying your meat you know that is quality assured same way if you're going into an organization and you see a certified proud logo you know that it's going to be um, a safe space for the community so we've turned a couple of organizations away uh, on a couple of grounds one there was a massive organization where we know there's institutional problems um and for us it's completely a capacity like we're, we're in this growth and startup phase um, and for that type of organization where i would have definitely um personal experience of homophobia from that organization it wouldn't needs a full-time person just for that organization it's a massive organization within the country and then we have had people who like you said it's just a box ticking exercise can we put our, your logo on our website and no we we've we've refused that um and on the principle of that it takes more than that and we've had people who have said oh my god you're prices are so low your fees so low why is that and that's because it takes internal commitment the fee is just one part of what we do and yes we do donate to lgbtq plus charities but it is going to require internal resources and obviously ashton can talk to that about her experience with that working mm. with huckle tree um but it's not just a fee it is actually committing to it in, internally so that's why the fee would be quite low Mm-hmm. And I suppose the other question there as well that's got to remind, I mean, it's, it's probably a bit of an unfair question because the workplace, as we know, it is vast. 
it's everywhere and but it, it it does speak to a human need you need to work in order to live pay for groceries and eat you know but do you, do you see other facets of where you can go with this like the issues of homophobic phobia are in in school for example or in in in, in schools and like I, I think i made a point again earlier on to in a previous conversation to, with you guys was that no child comes into the world with these biases you know they're learned to, i mean i know world domination in the workplace alone is a tall order as it is but do you, do you see other facets of where it could work outside of that in terms of schools and, and other places absolutely and i suppose that was so we launched back in september 2020 back when there was like nine cases of coronavirus a day so we actually thought we were on our way out of the pandemic and we thought that our initial market base would be hotels and restaurants and everything like that schools where it really matters when you're going physically into an organization how you're treated as a member of the lgbtq plus community and then that market got taken away when lockdown 2.0 and then 3.0 and we're still kind of in in that and that was initially where we started and then as we grew and developed we saw that there was actually a need for the internal employee relation piece um and that's where so 100 we will be once those markets start opening back up we will be in those organizations too very good and, and ashling just as uh Luke, Lee, sorry lee mentioned there that the the rollout within 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 huckletree tell us a bit about how it, how it's been applied i suppose and and embraced by companies yeah and again it's really really practical so we have a workshop with um liam and Eve every two months for our employees and we're also talking about rolling that out for members as well um that's our employees across the uk and ireland so we just get on on a zoom every two months and discuss a different topic and then there's room for questions and, af- and answers after and then um all of our workspaces are being audited so we are on number three now of six so once a month a different workspace is being audited um and then we kind of have um an action plan after all of the audits. So um, we have a diversity and culture committee within Tree that's made up of people from all over um, UK and Ireland. And we take that responsibility of actioning all of our tasks. So um, it's a relatively straightforward process. It is uncomfortable though. And it's definitely um, the workshops and the discussion, you do feel quite vulnerable, but Liam and Eve, are really good at creating an environment where you feel comfortable asking a question. Um, And I think that's really, really important because obviously, you know, people come from different backgrounds, different religions, you know, that's a whole other area. Um, A very interesting when you talk about schools, by the way, (laughs) Um, because the majority of schools are are still run by the Catholic religion in Ireland and um, know that that's, Anyway, that's a conversation for another day, I suppose. But people have different viewpoints and biases, and it's just really important that anyone, regardless of who they are, should be able to ask a question um, within um, the space of a workshop. So that's really, really important for us. Very good. And Eve, um, just a question on the layer of management typically that champions this and adopts it. Is it human resources? Is it the leadership of a company, the CEO, the general manager, or is it generally, you know, or does it come from within? Does it or do staff who 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 either are part of the community or feel strongly about it? Uh, champion it how does it come about yeah we've had quite a mix so uh in most cases it's usually been a champion within the community or within the workplace who has seen it whether it's been on linkedin or instagram and then they bring the messaging to their hr director or their dni committee or their pride committee so the conversation is is usually kind of sparked by somebody who, who has seen it on social media 
Um, and then the people that we've contacted directly, they are usually within HR or, or the, the Diversity and Inclusion Committee too. So we're outwardly outreaching to them, but some of our successful ones have come from people who've just seen it, who work in places and they're like, I really think that my job could use this or I've heard flipping comments. I think this is something that would really help us train to learn that that's not okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think that element, it's really important that there's champions throughout the organization. It's not something run by HR. And I've heard, you know, of other organizations where they just train their HR teams and no one else. And I just don't think that's very effective. You know, you really need to ideally, obviously, depending on the size of the company, get everyone involved. Um, it can't just be a training exercise that senior management go through. I think it has to be everyone in the organization, ideally. Very good. And final question, Juleen, world domination awaits. How do you see this growing? Do you see it uh, happening through, you know, uh, kind of a franchise model where, where you know, uh, other other entrepreneurs maybe want to take up the baton in other countries? Or how, how do you, I mean, because obviously you want to ensure that the standard is kept. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's something that we're, we're in the process of looking at at the moment is how how do we do that and how do we make sure? Is it something that certified pair goes as a company? And we set up offices in did, did kind of have headquarters in each country or each region or like that is it a franchise model where different people can take on but then I suppose you do have the quality side of it as well and that's mm. something that's really important for us is that you should be able to walk into a certified proud organization like Huckletree in Ireland and mm. also be able to go into a similar organization that's certified proud in Australia and know that you're getting the exact same level mm. of treatment and respect and um, so that one's still up in the air um, but that is our main priority when it comes to that so we, it'll be whatever model allows for that quality to filter through Okay guys Wilson thanks so much for your time a great initiative and and uh, and I hope it, it endures for, for well I hope the problem doesn't endure but I hope you, you, got, you, you, you succeed for many years to come with what you need to do so guys thanks very much for your time